Welcome to Reels, Rereads, and Ruminations, an International School Suva podcast series. The Outer Banks, paradise on Earth. And that's me, John Booker Rutledge. And this is where I live. It's the sort of place where you either have two jobs or two houses, two tribes, one island. That's my crew. We're the working class who make a living busing tables, running charters. And our mission this summer is to have a good time all the time. Guys, I think there's a boat down there. Outer Banks, paradise on earth, or so they say. A normal summer vacation takes a crazy turn when a group of friends embark on a journey to find hidden treasure. As a part of the International School podcast series, the OBX Club seeks to uncover the hidden truth and depth while searching for this treasure. Join us, Myra, Solomon, Lucia, and Nathan. As we break down in season one's Netflix adventure mystery Outer Banks, a disclaimer for listeners: this show is rated M for mature and not appropriate for young audiences. Also, beware: there are spoilers for season one. We all heard about the new TV show Outer Banks on Netflix, right? Outer Banks, hey, yeah, yeah. It's the one with the dead father, and his son tries to continue his mission of finding the treasure. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Kind of stupid, though. Like, your father died trying to find the treasure, and now you want to go find it? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. But you gotta realize, this man's father just left like a madman to find some treasure that people are even unsure that exists. John B. will feel frustrated and depressed. Yeah, I guess that makes sense as to why he wants to go after it. But it's still kind of stupid. Well, really stupid. For the people who haven't watched the show, it's about a couple of teenagers in Outer Banks who go on a treasure hunt to look for long-lost treasure, the Royal Merchant. It's said to contain, like, a lot of gold. They go through many hardships and make new friends along the way. This show is packed with mysteries, and each episode ends on a cliffhanger making you excited for the next. Honestly, I, I think it might be one of the best shows I've ever seen. The plot, the cinematography, actors, just everything about it is so good. It made me want to have a poke relationship like theirs. You want to, like, elaborate for our viewers, maybe? Okay, okay, but first let me introduce you to the characters. So the show revolves around John B., the main character. He's a pogue, obviously. And you have his three best friends, JJ, Pope, and Kiara. JJ and Pope are both pogues, but Kiara's a kook. However, she isn't like the rest of the kooks. She isn't snobby and stuck up like them. Oh, you also have Sarah, John B.'s love interest. She's a cook. Yeah. Maybe... You just maybe you should tell them what pogues and kooks are since, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Right, 
Okay, so pogues are considered lowlifes and usually work for the kooks. Um, pogues don't have a lot of money and don't live very well. And then kooks are the wealthy people from Outer Banks, um, and they're all snobs, pretty much. So, like I already said, John B and his friends are pogues, and Sarah and her friends are kooks. Um, at the start of the show, John B says it's the kind of town where you either have two jobs or two houses, which kind of just shows how pogues have to work two jobs to maintain themselves while kooks are so rich that they have two houses. Um, at one point, the main character, John B, uh, was even working for Sarah's set. Um, and in general, the Pogues and the Kooks hate each other. Um, and both sides think that they're superior to each other, and they're always getting into fights. Wait, like the one in the first episode, the beach fight, right? Yeah, with the one with Top and John B. That was one of my favorite scenes, guys. Also, JJ looked so cute. Hated Topper in that scene, though. Ah, uh, yes. Topper. Topper, who is a kook. And is also Sarah's boyfriend for a bit. In the show, you can see um, Topper thinking that he's better than the Pogues just because he's richer than them. And that's just how, like, most kooks are. And that's like, how they act. Um, but apart from fighting, um, the kooks and the pogues just stay away from each other. Other than the civil war going on between kooks and pogues, main characters also have, like, quite a lot of inner conflicts, and with this, you could also see development as a character. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Like, one of the characters called JJ started off really aggressive and doesn't think through things. But after going through some hardship, he starts to become more aware of things. Don't get me wrong, though. He still has a short fuse. Well, don't you think he has a really good reason for that? Yeah, didn't his father, like, physically and mentally abuse JJ? Correct. His father used to order him around and steal stuff from the shipyard. His dad was also a drug mess. I also never really saw his dad giving him affection or, like, Caring about him. Yeah. It was really sad. Wow. His friends must be the only people keeping him together, I guess. Yeah. He didn't mention that they were the only people he had. His story is, like, honestly pretty sad and messed up. He was going through a lot with his dad being abusive and in jail and all that. And... I I definitely think he had the worst family story out of all of them. And you can definitely tell that for him, his family are his friends, the Pogues. Yeah, I agree with you. It was so sad. But aside from that, what do you think about Kiara's story and the whole thing with her parents and the Pogues and Kooks? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't like Kiara. Hmm. Why? I don't know, just the vibe she gives off. Like, she's really bossy and jumps to conclusions a bit too quickly. She also gets, she also holds grudges too much and sometimes acts before she thinks when she's too overwhelmed with emotion. Personally, I really like Kiara. Even though she's not a poet, you can see she values the relationship they have. 
She had to go through a lot of stuff with her parents for them. She's also, like, really pretty and cares about the environment a lot. You could see this throughout the show. I also like that with her, you can see some of the social issues that are shown in the show. For example, the conflict she has with her parents about whether she can hang out with the true fans or not, as she's a kook and they will um, poke. To overall describe her, I would say she's an outcast from the kooks, because she only hangs out with pokes. But I don't think she even likes the kooks. Yeah, I guess that's also true. I think that you both have a point. It's true that she acts out her emotions too much instead of thinking, but she also has a very strong value towards Pogue's friendship, considering her parents don't deserve or support her, her much with it. Yeah, man. Can't believe her mom didn't want her hanging out with Pogue's just because she was a kook. That's just messed up. And I didn't mention there was some inner conflicts as well. Which one of those characters suffered from it again? I think the person who suffered in her conflict was Pope. Pope sounds like a fairly um, odd character. Just like, when you think of him, you wouldn't have thought he'd be friends with JJ and John B and them. You want to elaborate on that? Oh, yeah. Um, so, Pope is a bright, bright A-star student who excels in academics, unlike JJ and John B. So someone like him usually doesn't tend to hang out with crazy, living life on the edge type of people. Through the show, you can tell he's very conservative. Oh, I almost forgot to say, because of how hard he focuses on school, he received a scholarship interview at the end of summer. This was very precious to him and his family. Because, um, well, you know, they're pogues and universities are expensive. But how does that create an inner conflict? Well, because he has this opportunity to go to university on a scholarship. He then becomes very careful of what he does. And of course, you can already see the problem here. An A-star student who is very careful on what he does is spending his time with crazy people living their life on the very edge. Because of this, he has an inner conflict with himself before he does things. He, he usually asks himself if he's going to affect his scholarship, if he should do it or not. So, yeah. What about Sarah? You guys think she had any character development in the show? Nah, I don't think she did. Nah, man, she definitely did. I agree with Nathan on this one. I think she did as well. See? I'm right. Well, <laughs> I agree with Solomon. Yeah, I'm sure she had character development. How do you guys think she had character development? Well, she sort of started off being one of the kooks, thinking that she's superior to the pros, and ended up being a part of the Pogues. Yeah, exactly. And she also stands up against her own dad to defend the Pogues at the end of the season. No, 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 no. But even though she was a kook, we never saw her having a problem with Pogues. 
and thinking she's superior on like Popper and his friends. Ah, yes, that's true. But I still think she had a little character development because of her dad. Yeah, and I also think that like at the beginning of the show, she would have probably never considered being friends with the Pogue, Pogues, which like after she developed as a character, she did end up becoming friends with the Pogues. So, true, uh, true. I guess. I just realized we've been talking about all the characters except the main one, John B. What are your thoughts on him? Did he have any character development? To be honest, I really liked his character. He was really quick in his mind and was always coming up with plans and solutions. But I don't really think he showed any signs of character development. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Solomon on this one. Same. I definitely think his character was pretty smart in the situations that they were in, but it's true that his character sort of stayed the same throughout the whole season. Now, I really like what you said about how he was smart in the situations that they were in, because I feel like when people watch this show, they just end up with this mindset of Pope, Pope being the smart one. But as much as Pope was um, obviously academically smart and all those things, John B. was definitely more of life smart than Pope, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. He definitely knew how to think on his feet more than Pope. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. His character was also having a lot of struggles that he'd had to deal with. After his father disappeared, he ended up alone since his mom had already left him when he was, like, really little. Because of this, he was supposed to be taken to foster care, which he was desperately trying to get out of. Yeah. His father being dead was also just really hard for John B to deal with because he didn't have any family after that. Yeah, it was definitely also the main reason why he was so obsessed with finding the gold and the treasure and all that. Yeah. Man, don't you guys think that this show is just filled with classism? Yeah, the show also shows a lot of social issues that teenagers go through, like um, classism, as you just said. Yeah, I get what you mean, like, how they're divided into pogues and kooks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember in uh, which epi- uh, episode 8, the Midsummer Party. Yeah, was it an only kooks party? Yeah, and some pogues, like JJ, were even serving the kooks at the party. Yeah, it was those kind of things that just divided the kooks and pogues even more. Uh, other than discrimination, Outer Banks also showed a lot of mental illnesses. Yeah, I, I think Pope might have had anxiety or something like that. Yeah, although it was like never conver- confirmed or mentioned, you could see through his like, actions in season one that he displayed signs of anxiety. I think that made a lot of viewers relate to him. What other social issues do you think OBX displayed? Uh, definitely addiction. It really helped explain why some characters were the way they were. Like uh, Rafe, Sarah's brother. He was one of the bad guys, but his drug addiction helped us understand him like a little better. There were other reasons he turned out the way he did, like... Uh... The way his father treated him horribly and... The way his father was always praising his sister, 
Sarah over him, making him feel like an outcast to the family. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that helped explain his constant need to prove himself to his dad, which helped us um, understand what happened at the end of the show. Uh, JJ's dad also suffered from addiction, and it made us understand the way JJ acted. His impulsive actions, him always resorting to violence. It was all his dad. Quite a few characters in Outer Banks had daddy or mommy issues as well, and um, so do a lot of teens today. Uh, the reason I think a lot of people like JJ is because they relate to him a lot. <laughs> that, or just because he's like really attractive. <laughs> <laughs> season one of Outer Banks mainly focused on John B and JJ's parental relationships, but I really wish they went more in depth on Kiara's. Yeah, man, we never really got to see much of it, but in the short clip um, that we did get to see of it in episode eight, um, it obviously seems like her mom doesn't like her hanging out with the Pokes. I feel like that was more of a director's choice to focus more on the Pogues' relationship with their families rather than the Kooks. The director also created a very adventurous and serious tone. Like, some of the music used also added to that tone. An example of this was at the, the first scene at the first episode of the entire show where the main characters start running away from the cops. Yeah, yeah, man. Just through that, you could see how the show was going to be. I really liked it, though. Same. I kind of really like how they started it off. It started off really exciting, and that just made me want to see what the rest of the show was like. The color used also gave it a very moist and Florida-ish vibe. Do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, I feel the same way. You could definitely see throughout the show that they gave the show a certain filter, um, I guess, to fit the vibe that they were going for. It was a kind of yellowy, greeny tone, hey. Yep, that's right. I think they used it to help with the whole island adventure mystery thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I also think it was used to fit the environment that they were in, you know? Yeah. I also really like that storyline and the interesting events that they fed us. I can't really go into specific details because I don't want to spoil it for our viewers or listeners. But I kind of liked that episode where they go into the creepy old woman's house. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that episode scared me, man. But like at the same time, it was so funny. Probably one of my favorite episodes, man. The lighting and the tones they used in that episode really added to the horror factor of it. Yeah, that stuff hap the stuff that happens in there is crazy. And the rumors that were already heard about her gave it that really spooky and peekaboo type feeling. Bro, yeah. Don't even get me started on the jump scares. <laughs> <laughs> Before I get into this one, I want to hear what you guys think about the ending. Like, what happens in the later episodes. Like, you know, the airport scene where Rafe does some nasty things or, you know, things like that. That episode really had me shocked, to be honest. Same. Yeah, true. It was so unexpected. I mean, 
I guess Ward wasn't so unexpected considering what he did to John B's dad. But Rafe, he's the one that shocked me, not gonna lie. And I think that most people watching the show were also shocked by what Rafe did. I don't think anyone thought Rafe would have actually done it either. And I certainly don't think anyone thought it'd have a permanent effect, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, this show, this show was full of unexpected surprises. But I think that's what made it in- so interesting, you know? I agree. This show started off with so many mysteries. And although many were solved towards the end, there was one big question that everyone waiting for season two. Now, I can't tell you, but you can find out if you watch Out of Banks. And trust me, you won't regret watching it. Right, guys? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, this is the end for our episode. Thank you very, very much for listening. And don't forget to tune in for the other episodes. Yeah.